a name that will resurface again later. The 100 flowers exercise that Mao and Dong unleashed was never repeated. What occurred in the aftermath of letting 100 flowers bloom was so decisively negative that it's a slogan that today is now used with a great deal of irony in many circles. It signals the boundaries, the limitations beyond which everyone who wishes to get along and be able to speak to power need to stay within. Those boundaries would always remain in place, sometimes shifting, expanding or contracting. But as we'll see through party history, those limitations never fully disappear. Chapter 4 Walking on two legs. The fear generated by the backlash to the 100 Flowers campaign was still pulsing through China when Mao announced the country's next drive to engineer through mass industrialization a great leap in economic development that would allow China to overtake the West. That's a theme that also resonates in the party today. But in the 1950s, it led to one of the most devastating periods in recent Chinese history. The mobilization of millions behind one goal all began with slogans. So I think one of my favorite, it's one of the famous slogans, but perhaps not the most famous, is the idea of walking on two legs, which describes the policy of the Great Leap Forward, namely that the Great Leap Forward was both about rapid advances in industry, that's one leg, and agriculture, that's the other leg. And that accelerated industrialization plus collectivization into communes in the countryside would increase harvests and ultimately fast-track China on the road towards socialism. Since the days of the pyramids, human labor can hardly ever have been employed with such profusion as in modern China. On this one project, the building of a new dam, 45,000 Chinese men and women are toiling from sunrise to sunset. And they're doing it all without any kind of earth-moving machinery or equipment. In fact, practically with their bare hands. I saw men and women working like this all over China. Some of these people would be on the project full-time. Others might be office workers who go out to build dams after normal working hours or at the weekends. All day long, the loudspeaker pours out propaganda music, and every day the workers must undergo at least an hour's political indoctrination. In the last year, the communists have launched a tremendous drive to organize the hundreds of millions of peasants into communes, thus making China a real Marxist state. The leaders of communist China say that within the next 10 years, they will outstrip Britain's industrial capacity. The current slogan is, we must overtake Britain. The backyard blast furnace is really the symbol of modern China. It's her industrial revolution, the great leap forward into the 20th century. But instead, there was a stunning decline in food production that few dared to acknowledge. Scarce resources were confiscated to meet unrealistic targets set at the top. And in the early 1960s, China confronted mass starvation. The Great Leap Forward campaign 
led to one of the most devastating famines ever recorded in human history. In some areas, the agricultural situation is looking very bad. Farmers are not on the land because they've migrated to work in industries. And so very quickly, what initially looked like a utopian moment, a fast industrial and agricultural acceleration turns into a disaster. Journalist Joseph Yen talked to the BBC in 2013 about his memories of that time. Every day is cabbage, cabbage, cabbage for months. Really, everybody is starving. And, you know, some people, the, the face will be swollen and the legs will be swollen. And it's really a very terrifying time. Anywhere between 15 and 40 million people died. The party's final estimate remains a state secret. The misery caused by the Great Leap Forward led Mao to retreat from the spotlight for a period, but not for long. He was preparing through slogans to mount a political comeback that would unleash the most frenetic round of internal, psychological and physical violence the party has witnessed to date. Chapter 5 To rebel is justified. For China, 1966 has been the most dramatic year, the year of greatest political upheaval since Mao Zedong came to power 17 years ago. Red Guards on the rampage, a widespread purge throughout the Chinese Communist Party, the shattering of the unity of the Chinese leadership. All this in the name of cultural revolution. When the Red Guards first appeared in mid-August in Peking, they surprised everyone. Their catechism is this little red book of quotations from Mao Zedong, which they wave up and down as they shout over and over again, Long live Chairman Mao. Mao Zedong, one sway. <laughs> 